Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 234. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me here as always, except when he's not, is B.T. Calloway. Uh, hi, hi. And joining us for the first time, comedian Marty Bright. Greetings, friend. <laughs> Alien dude needs two tickets to Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us for The Simpsons Index. We review Simpsons, and we have on people uh, who are enthusiastic about The Simpsons, like yourself, Marty. So we like to ask our first-time guests, where did the show begin with you? What is your Simpsons history? Well, I think, as I'm sure a lot of your guests will relate with, Fox 8, Saturday Morning Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I watched my share of 6 o'clock Channel 10. before, before Neighbours. Yep. Mm. But the memorising of the lines and the re-watching of episodes over and over again and seeing new angles to the plots, that was definitely Fox 8 on a Saturday or Sunday morning to the point where I would play playstation i'd play fifa but i'd put the audio from the foxtel in oh so nice. i'd be playing fifa and just listening to the episodes <laughs> yeah because i already knew visually what mm. was happening yeah, yeah yeah that was my multitasking ability and then um yeah i think there was a big gap where i, I think for a lot of people until it came on to disney um yeah because foxtel obviously there was a gap where People weren't able to watch The Simpsons frequently mm. because it wasn't on a streaming service yet. Yep. But people had caved in and got rid of their Foxtel. Because so, fuck Foxtel. Yeah, exactly. Um, and just recently, obviously, I've got someone else's Disney login. Um, <laughs> I mean, don't we all? Yeah. And then, yeah, recently I started, flash forward to recently, um, just started doing the Springfield trivia and sing-along with uh, a musician named uh, Lachlan Harvey, and we've done a few shows, and so it's re uh, reinvigorated, reinvigorated, and snapped some dormant memories mm. yeah. and yeah. lines out of nowhere that I didn't even know were still in my storage. No, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, tell us more about that because I think this is the first time we've had a Simpsons trivia host on the, on the panel. So you work in uh, sing-alongs as well. Yeah, well, I, I've done Simpsons trivia nights before at different venues and themed prizes and themed interactive games and things like that. But then I met a friend who was on similar par of fanaticism to me and he's a musician. He can learn a lot of songs very quickly. And I'm a musician too. I play percussion and the ukulele and I can sing. So we just decided, oh, we'll just do a hybrid. And um, yeah, yeah, we learn learn a lot of the favourite songs, a lot of people's favourite songs, and then also tried to dig up some random ones that no one would expect. Yeah. Sure. Deep cuts. Yeah. So, yeah, we've done it twice now, but we're definitely, based on the response from the people, we're definitely yeah. going to do it more. Oh, that cool. So, fun. around the Sydney area? We will, yeah, eventually. I just definitely want to try and find a uh, a venue that's on board and as supportive as the Newcastle Comedy Club, who that's where we did the last mm. one. Oh, cool. Because you definitely need, when you're dealing with instruments and tech in terms of like projectors and you want a venue that's not just going to go, yeah, do it yourself. You want yeah. a venue that's invested and yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe even loves The Simpsons themselves. Very nice. <laughs> and with the trivia, do you uh, cap it off at the classic era or do you delve into the weeds of uh, after? Lachlan and I are, are pretty staunchly classic only. Yeah. <laughs> but 
We've had no complaints about no. that. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> Strange. Because <laughs> uh, we went to a Simpsons yep. trivia night like fucking ages ago, like yep. pre-pandemic. And fucking we absolutely- owned it. Yeah, fucking smashed it. But that's because they were doing outside of the classic era trivia questions. And we were like, haha, we do know Selma's other fucking eight husbands that she's had now and yep. all that stuff. So going off of that, now that you've got a Disney Plus login, uh, have you delved into the uh, recent episodes? Um, where are you at with the show now? Do you still watch the new ones? Or I do not watch the new ones. <laughs> I have had a few people nudge me in the direction of, hey, be open to it. Mm-hmm. And... I'm yet to be convinced to go yeah. on a deep dive, mainly because there's quite a few other... I can only really have one or two series that I'm emotionally invested in mm. at a time. Yeah, yeah. And so when someone says, go have a deep dive, I'm like, I'll put it on the back burner until maybe another pandemic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if only there was a handy spreadsheet that would tell you what some of the better episodes from the latter seasons are. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> where you'd find that, SimpsonsIndex.com. Somewhere on the World Wide <laughs> Web, but who can tell? Um, Interslice. <laughs> <laughs> Seamless, really. No one's ever going to know. But no, it's a very common answer. And unfortunately, I didn't do much to convince you, I don't think. Not to get ahead of my rankings too quickly, but yeah. Uh, So today we're going to be reviewing Season 30, Episode 15, 101 Mitigations. First released in March of 2019, it was directed by Mark Kirkland. Story by Rob Lezebnik, teleplay by Brian Kelly and Dan Weber. Mm -hmm. In this episode, Homer uh, takes comic book guy's dad's Cadillac for mm-hmm. a joyride and gets a scuff on it and comic book guy threatens to sue and uh, Homer sets on trying to make a video pleading his case that he is mm-hmm. a good person to the judge. Hey guys, what do we think? It's, it, it is. <laughs> it's. Yep. So did we convince you to <laughs> check out any more new episodes? I mean, it's what it is. What I see is obviously they try and do episodes where they pull in a side character Mm. and try and give them more backstory. Yeah. But sometimes they make a backstory that doesn't really match up with what we know of the character up to that point. Yeah. And that I felt also comic book guy is one of the least likable characters. When they go deep dive on Mo or Principal Skinner or Krabappel, I'm like, oh, there's heart in that. Yeah, but comic book guy is intentionally abrasive. Like, that's the point. (laughs) Exactly. And it's very hard to hinge a story on him. Like, we were surprised when uh, we watched the episode where he dates Agnes Skinner and that works out. And that was quite funny. Yeah, just a funny pairing of two of the most abrasive people working together, basically. Yeah, but then when he got together with Edna, that was like super shallow. And yeah. I I get what you're saying, Marty, because like, yeah, I'm feeling a lot of that towards this as well. Like, yeah, and it's like the story isn't well, even going that hard in on his character development no, in quotes here. There are some weird choices made here, and what stands out for me, or better or worse, but uh, I'll yeah. wait for that question. <laughs> May as well. What BT? What stands out to you for better or worse? Uh, first of all, Brody Knob. Um, Brody Knob. Uh, so I've driven forklift for many years, and there's like the knob on the steering wheel that helps you steer a back steered, uh, you know, vehicle. Didn't ever know what it was called. Now I know it's called a Brody Knob. So thank you, Simpsons. In all of your forklift training, and they never were like, "What the fuck is the name of this knob thing?" It was just the <laughs> steering wheel. Uh, but no, the point I want to make is so okay. So Homer takes comic book guy's car for a joyride. Comes back and the car's a little bit scuffed and Cobra Guy's mad, but he doesn't really get angry at Homer until he notices his radioactive man issue one is damaged. But so what they kind of circle for a while 
is this sort of notion that it's comic book guy's attachment to the it should be his attachment to the car is the problem because that's the idea that it's a sentimental attachment because Homer's even like I'll buy you another comic book and he's like no that's not good enough and so the subtext of that is it's not about the value it's about the emotional connection to the item but that's the what resolves the issue is Homer buying him another comic book and understanding that when comic book guy destroys something he cares about that that's the that's what he inflicted on him but the car is never the point mm. at no despite the fact that it should be like i was really confused why they had both the comic book and the car being items of comic book guys that was damaged because you need one or the other so if it had been i oh, took it for a joyride that sucks fine wait no my comic ah which is where we start but it's like all the sentimentality is tied around comic book guys feelings towards this object which is the car, but that's not resolved. Yeah. So it's really confused in that sense. So I don't know. What, what do you all think? No, and the comic book comes out of fucking nowhere as well. Yeah. It's just all of a sudden jammed in the thing and it's like, was not even set up with like a Bart found it in the back seat and started reading yeah, it. Yeah, and like opened it and read it there. Yeah. When I watch like Rick and Morty or when I watch, there's lots of Ren and Stimpy, lots of other animated shows. Obviously, when it's animated, you can go anywhere because yeah. you don't have to build a set. You don't have to... You can say, hey, why don't we imagine something and we can just animate it. Yeah, and you can change the voice actors and no one can tell the diddly difference. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, with those with those shows, I think I can tell... If the writers are going to be on drugs, <laughs> make sure you're all on the same drugs. So you sync <laughs> up with creative flow. Yeah. Whereas I feel yeah. like the Simpsons writers... Some of them are jacked on coffee. Some of them are on like having edibles, and yeah. like that's my NyQuil. that's my facetious theory is that there's no Rivets. there's no um, synchronicity in the frequency, which Couple is why it bounces pingers. around so much. Because you're like, oh, and we've got a plot and change complete yeah. U-turn. Like Marge is getting a Swedish massage massage at the beginning. Yeah, that's and that's just a complete non sequitur. And I, I visual think, jokes that are just weird. There are. That's what I noticed. There was a lot of like slapstick, mm. physical jokes that obviously didn't rely on the writing. They rely yeah. on the animation. And there was even one scene where Bart is like whispering something to Homer yeah. at oh, the table, oh, and it like it's like a very Family Guy esque. You know, like when he hits his yeah, knee, over yeah. Family Guy, and he's like, ah, yeah. and it goes on for too long, and then they never resolve it. Well, the idea being it's meant to be inherently funny because it's going so long. But yeah, that one really, because I started writing down, okay, Bart is whispering. It's taking a long time. And I had enough time to write that entire sentence and it was <laughs> still going. And it's like, are you giving him an entire back history of the, you know, comic books boom and crash? Like, yeah. what the hell? And, and there was no out to the joke either. It just yeah. trailed off with Bart whispering and cut to the next scene. And but then was... that also pissed me off. The cost of the comic was then not an issue. Yeah. Homer just buys it. And it's like, you have Bart take literally what must have been 15 seconds to do this whisper gag. And it has no payoff. Yeah. I wonder, because this is what I know. I worked in before and after school care and mm -hmm. like vacation care for a while. And I started going to, as, as a regular excursion, they take you to the movies in the school holidays and you'll see whatever yep. they're like, you know, meet the Robinsons or... Yeah, yeah whatever uh, kid-friendly thing is out. Yeah, uh, what's the one, Bolt, about the dog. Sure. Or, yeah, sure. So I've seen a lot of these films that a lot of adults probably haven't seen because I was getting paid to see them with groups of kids and other staff members. 
And I remember I saw the one about the video game, the guy in the video game. Is it Wreck-It Ralph? Yeah. The, the second one. Mm-hmm. And also the Lego movie. The, the pace of the films is mm. so frantic. Yeah. And the kids are fine with it. Yeah, yeah, because right. that's what they're used to visually and that's what they're used yeah. to in the speed of the dialogue. And when something's going that fast, not everything is linked and makes sense. And that's what mm. I noticed with this episode of The Simpsons. I was like, I was thinking, this is obviously made with the lens of who they want it to appeal to. Mm. And they want it to appeal to younger people mm. because younger people will be viewers slash customers yeah, for longer. longer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, People have said that before that, oh, this isn't comedy for me. It's I, I, I know it, it's aimed at younger. I don't know if it's hitting younger, though. Like, I don't know if I don't know if the youth watch this show. Youth, if you're listening and you're not, <laughs> do you watch this show? Yeah, it, it like it's a shame that Disney doesn't release the stats of like how many so people curious. are streaming like, each season and each and episode. Who? Yeah, yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's hard to get the data when so many of us are sharing like, our Disney Plus logins. But I could be a hundred percent wrong, but I, I, I'm gonna, I work with some, some freaking Gen Zers. I'm gonna ask them tomorrow <laughs> if they do watch you, New do Simpsons. Do you watch Simpsons? Yeah, but no, I agree. Like, and they're cramming in so much uh, in the background. I think it's a trait of like the HD when they got widescreen. They felt they whatever felt like they had to use it. Yeah, but uh, what's a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? Well, to be honest, I haven't watched uh, many episodes from these later seasons and what stood out to me was the opening credits. The yeah, opening, sure. Because mm-hmm. I hadn't seen... I think I've seen that once before and I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, d- I didn't... It wasn't as tacky as I thought the rest of the episode was <laughs> just in terms of bringing a few extra characters in yeah. and a few sound effects and I thought that the couch gag that they had with uh, everyone being cups yeah, and getting... Being- that, that was quite clever. Yeah. I'd, I'd prefer to sit there for 22 minutes and watch every couch gag <laughs> compilation. Yeah. Yeah. If they're of that yeah. quality, because it's all physical. It was. And it cl- it's not claiming to be otherwise. That one was yeah. mostly pretty good. I did, like, I was fine with the visual. I didn't like the bit where Homer falls down fine because he's the beer cup. But then he goes, refill. I'm like, mm. so Yeah. They see that's a very, that was very juvenile punchline. Yeah, yeah. I think just having them as cups, fine. Having Homer fall over, fine because he's the beer cup. I get the idea that, yeah, because he's the beer cup, he's drunk, therefore falls down. That's fine. It was just that extra bite. Like, mm, you just, you had to go that one extra one, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. more reminiscent of the couch gags of old because like, yeah, yeah, if you haven't seen a lot of the new seasons, then yeah, you wouldn't have seen a lot of the couch gags. They're just using like as an excuse to do like a minute and a half parody of something else that exists. Yeah. Like, yeah, they'll just break yeah. out into some fucking movie parody for the couch gag. Yeah. And- whereas this is, you know, tight visual gag and that's it. Yeah. Quick uh, punchy joke. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, what stands out to me from this episode, and I think they were so close in doing like a comic book guys just doing all this to try and get a friend or something like that, but that part of the story comes in so late, Mm. and they've already spent way too much time on Homer making this movie to appeal to the judge. Yeah, by that point, it's a punchline, it's not a plot point. And yeah, them hanging out at Comic-Con and Homer's like, is prison still an option? Just... <laughs> Just. And, well, that's the thing, because I really thought this was going to be about the car and his connection with that because of his father. That was set up, but it wasn't a plot point after it was set up. And it's like, yeah. so why did you set that up? I thought it was going to be about the Swedish mas- massage therapist. Masseuse. <laughs> yes. 
Bart starting a therapy with the guy who can like literally tie her in knots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stop blowing my sex. I mean, yeah. <laughs> blowing your sex. I mean, when you can, what I'm going to mispronounce this, the Shibuya knot with your own limbs. Uh, oh, yeah. That's, that's kink. Shibari. Shibari, thank you. Is that Shibuya? I don't know, man. <laughs> Shibuya. I don't it know. Sounds like a Street Fighter uh, on a man. Yeah. Shibuya. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, the alternate to Hadouken. <laughs> yeah, it's Dalsim. Kinky Dalsim. <laughs> See, there's a guy you could tie in knots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He'd be into that shit. Uh, yeah. Um, so when we're talking about Simpsons, we like to sort of think about the two pillars, you know, the two things we feel like define the show and make it uh, make the classic episode so great. We talk about the wackiness and the heart. So uh, how were the wacky moments in this episode? How did they manage the cartooniness of it all? Uh, all my notes for whack are largely front loaded in the beginning. So when they're taking the you know comic book guy's car for a spin, they I do like Homer's line of push all the buttons, pull all the levers, see what they do. Um, and then the, you know the the roof begins to go back and then it catches the wind and they make an extended chitty chitty bang bang bit which hey this is what makes me feel like it can't be aimed at kids they yeah. don't fucking know what that is i know what it is but i've never seen the movie yeah um so yeah like it's just it goes on as well um and then let's see he blows the horn and it's you know it's an old school car it blows the other car off the road from the horn alone and yeah then and Marge- that other car looks like comic book guy's actual car sorry nerdy shit to get hung up on but <laughs> yeah um yeah and then marge tied in knots with her own limbs uh raises a lot of questions what happened to marge's bones do we know and does she have one in her hair because yeah i mean technically okay so as she's relaxing her hair begins to tilt down this implies that her hair is full of like blood vessels that went oh not bones yeah yeah so it's quite a it was quite a phallic image wasn't it i mean i got nowhere else to go other than say her hair works like a penis uh sorry there's for that lo- image everybody but this is what we're being told by the show yeah Soz. there's a long-standing fan theory that marge actually has bunny ears under there yeah, now it could be and the bunny now- ears that works i could have said that instead of penis but uh we're still in we're in penis territory now buy a t-shirt new theory <laughs> jesus <laughs> new theory marge has penis head um the one of the wacky things that stood out to me was guillermo de, guillermo del toro is in this episode oh yeah that's right fuck and he <laughs> produced a movie to mr burns how did we like the, this this was his actual voice correct yeah, yeah that the man himself mr del toro yeah because he's done a couch gag for them before as one of part of the hello uh treehouse of horrors he did like an extended montage through halloween classics that's so pretty cool yeah is he involved in any of the parallel disney shows or films or i mean yeah. i suppose once you're in that circle of trust you're one I mean, of, you're in almost there's a he's got a pinocchio coming out i don't know if that's through disney though it's probably not oh no it was uh, it is okay there you well go. no i saw no, there, there is a they okay disney released a pinocchio and now del toro's releasing one soon yeah that's through netflix though isn't it i'm i must be yeah uh, so okay. yeah because it would be public because anytime i see a, a guest appearance um i start to think uh, what are they trying to plug? What are they trying to pre-plug? Yeah. <laughs> what are they trying to build a positive yeah, association yeah. for, for yeah. later? But I think Del Toro has enough positive association cred. on his own. Yeah, he yeah, doesn't need. He doesn't need the cred. Yeah. Got a little bit of promotion for his fish snuggle movie though. Mm. Yeah. The idea that Marge would be in like that movie is interesting. <laughs> but it was such a bad gag. Her fantasy that it was like Homer was the fish and it and he burped up a Missouri license plate. And she's like, you said you haven't been to Missouri. He's like, How did that come up in conversation with the fish man who doesn't speak? Yeah. I thought I thought that the as soon as they started the Del Toro Burns film, mm-hmm. straight away I was just like, we've seen this already. We saw this with the yeah, yeah. Mr. Uh, Burns film 
Thank you, Judah Ben-Hur. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've already seen a glossy, idealistic mm. fantasy version of Mr. Burns being a saint. Yeah. yeah. I was, I've seen this already. Nah, I think my biggest criticism of this episode is we spend so long on this, Homer making a good video to show the judge to get off the charge for Grand Theft Auto, that we don't do anything else. We don't go into why this matters to comic book guys, so then we have to wrap it up quickly. So, uh, something about sentimentality, and it's about the comic book, even though it was about the car buy. Yeah. You know, one thing that I actually think is a, ma- and I'm not sure about the other episodes, I have to watch more, but if I'm not mistaken, there's only one plot line. Whereas most of the classic episodes, there's a couple of plot lines going on at the mm. same time. Almost, it's got a more sitcom format. Yeah, yeah. It, it's less pressure on the characters to have a whole 22 minutes of being involved in the story. Yeah. And having to write them into the scenes, like Lisa's Googling. So it's like, just leave, leave, let Lisa do her own thing. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it all revolves around him where, yeah, another story thread would have helped with the pacing of this one. Because, yeah, while well, I agree, it's like frantic. It's also like doesn't feel like much happens at the mm. same time There's as a, well. There, there are some scenes that are very much padded. And like, especially like there is something to, I think, the potential of a comic book guy uh, Homer relationship, which is what leads me perfectly into the other pillar is the heart of this episode. Mm. Did we feel the emotional core? No. (laughs) Pretty cut and dry. Yeah. Again, it felt like it was going to be a sentimentality about, you know, comic book guy getting this car from his dad or restoring it with his father or something. And it just doesn't happen. Mm. Well, interesting that you were speaking about who is who's 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 it for and you already highlighted chitty chitty bang bang yeah del toro uh welcome Welcome back Back cotter (laughs) these pop culture references nowhere near children or even teenagers yeah like Cotter, I only Instant. know because they ran reruns on like Channel 9 when I was a kid. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. That's effectively the conclusion of this show is the Welcome Back Cotter keychain. So the idea this is aimed at anyone other than, you know, millennial or older. Doesn't maybe fit it's me. more maybe it's more targeted towards American obviously there's so many more Americans than Australians. Mm. So it's targeted towards Americans who live in states where weed is legal. <laughs> because like that would make these some of these episodes maybe a bit more entertaining. Oh, yeah. Being on like a Colorado edible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. No, th- there is a lack of focus that I'd say uh, mm. lines up perfectly with, uh, yeah, them developing this show out of California, a, legal, a very legal state yeah. <laughs> in that respect. Yeah, it just feels a lot like, to me, like, one person wrote the beginning and then someone came in and wrote the middle. Then the same person from the beginning had to then make a conclusion based off that middle. Well, even the fucking uh, like complicated writing credit for this one story by one guy and teleplay by two other dudes who like, yeah, yeah. felt like one started at the end, the other started at the beginning and they met, met somewhere in the middle. It's like yeah. when you do that activity where mm. you... Exquisite corpse where you... You yeah, write, like, write a paragraph and then the last person sees the last line. Oh, I was more thinking the drawing version of yeah. that where you put the paper into thirds mm. and someone draws the head, someone draws the torso yeah. <laughs> and someone draws the legs and you don't see it until you open it up. Mm-hmm. I think that's how we get a Smith's Centaur in this episode. <laughs> ah, sure, yeah. Nice, yes. <laughs> Smith's Smithers Centaur. Yeah, no, fucking Guillermo del Toro, he had the budget for this one. Fuck, I can't pronounce his name today. But- Greg. 
Yeah. Just call him Greg Del Toro. I'm pretty sure Guillermo is Spanish for Greg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the heart is just so non-existent in this one. And like with the Welcome Back Carter keychain as well, like Homer shows little to no reaction when that gets smashed, when this was apparently his only present from uh, Abe. From Abe ever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's so surface level anyway it could have been so much deeper but ultimately did this feel like an episode of the simpsons uh the characters behaving uh how you'd expect is this the show um you came to know and love i don't think anyone's terribly off type uh homer does something reckless and silly there are then consequences i'd say the show as a whole more doesn't feel like itself it's just not as cohesive as it needs to be and again it just sets up things that don't end up mattering or very punchy or like because there's the old thing that yeah old simpsons they had to have you know three jokes a page or whatever you Mm. know don't let too much time go without a joke and yeah it just felt so joke light in this one it just made me yeah wonder is this a comedy it felt (laughs) it felt like an episode of scooby-doo yeah sure (laughs) because in scooby-doo they all they all go on the same mission yeah yeah yeah. and i think it comes back to what i was saying about just the the single plot line Mm. is that there's no uh ease of tension because they cut to Grandpa, yeah, doing Grandpa whatever he's doing. Maggie, like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, that issue of tension as well is, yeah, I don't I don't feel that at all in the threat of Homer's, like, potential jail time as mm. well looming because, yeah, they're just sort of, I don't know, go, yeah, going on this silly mission, trying to make a video twice. They mm. make the video twice about him and, yeah, it both ends up just being about, you know, how do we edit around this sort of jokes and, yeah, yeah just lacking the punchiness or... I don't know, relevancy. There's, there's one side character who appears in it who's been around for a while. I don't actually know his name. I don't know if he has a name other than that. Um, the Judge. Oh, yeah, Judge Snyder. Judge, oh, that's right, Judge Snyder. Yeah, we get a little bit of background in that apparently he's divorced and can only see his kids like a little bit. Like, Is mm. that in a, in a later episode? No, no that was in this one. <laughs> oh, I must he's have tuned out, yeah. believe oh, it or not. Yeah, and just weirdly mean to Homer and totally biased, like... Yeah. yeah, he's well, never I mean, been shown to be more than a judge. That, which is surprising because I mean, he he should be an upstanding citizen, given yeah. that he's a judge. So he's got some skeletons in that closet. Yeah, so it sort of feels like The Simpsons, but weak. But yes or no, would you watch this episode again? Definitely not. I don't feel like I have anything else to gain from this. Um, well, episodes that we might not like to watch again, we like to think about what we'd change, BT. Well, I mean, I've already talked about, like, just make it about comic book guy's car, because that's the point. Or mm. that he starts, you know, suing over the comic book, but really it's about the damage to the car, and that's why he, has, it's just, and then make it about his relationship with his father, and why this means something to him, and then that ties into the, you know, the gift uh, Homer got from his father in the form of the keychain. It's a good parallel, like, well, I got this car for my dad and it's meant a lot for and you got a keychain. They're significantly different values, but they mean the same thing because mm. that's where they came from and what they, you know, what they mean to me. It's just, it's already there. That's kind of the bizarre thing. And then it's just never put upon because we have to spend all this time watching Homer make a video about how nice he is. And it's just, why is that? So I would remove that whole making the video thing. Fuck that off forever. Because we have Marge visit comic book guy to be like, you know, Perry didn't mean it. Can we just make it up to you? Have that be Homer, and then comic book guy starts sending him on a bunch of ridiculous errands, or makes him be his friend if you want to go that angle. And then over time, they learn what the car actually means to him and the origins of that, and maybe they restored it forever, and it's actually a reference to a film they both really loved. Blah 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 blah. A reference he gets pop culture stuff. Yada yada yada. And then you have an actual resolution. Yeah. Ah. What about you, Marty? What would you like to change about this one? 
I think I just realized that one of the things I would change, and it, it might not be specific to this episode, but in general is I think when you have a show where the characters don't age, mm-hmm. how do the characters evolve if yeah. they have to stay at the same kind of intellectual age? And I, I noticed that in Lisa and Bard are put quite quickly into the brains of the operation role. Mm which I, it's a cartoon, obviously, so it's unrealistic. But I think keeping some of the episodes that have the most heart throughout the entire first half of The Simpsons that I've watched <laughs> is when the kids are being kids. You know, yeah. Ma, uh, Bart versus Lisa playing hockey. That's that's mm-hmm. kid emotions, kid feelings. Yeah, that's the highest stakes of their lives because yeah. they're eight and ten. Yeah, you know, Bart being in love, mm-hmm. Lisa being in love for the first time, you know, school... Lisa substitute teacher leaving. Mm-hmm. Let them be kids because, like, child emotions are the most raw. Yeah. And if you don't give the kids license to be emotional like kids, then everyone's adults and that's not fun. Well, I yeah. suppose Homer's the child, but then, you know, you, well, anyway, that, that's what I would change. But yeah, it stops these stories from being, you know, at all relatable, you know, like, <laughs> oh, Lisa, the eight year old is going to get on Final Cut Pro to make the video to appeal to the court about her dad. Like, what? No, <laughs> it's hardly a relatable thing. And yeah, it's such a weird thing for them to hang on so long as well. And yeah, briefly mentioned old Gil before and like that whole interaction was pointless because she doesn't end up going with him anyway. And it's just... Uh, he's got a vitamin E deficiency. So sad. Um, yeah, I, I just wanted more of Homer and comic book guy in this episode. Like, Marty, there's an episode we reviewed um, somewhat recently, uh, Chief of Hearts, where Homer and Chief Wiggum become best friends. And it's just so nice because it so, works so well. It's like, wait, why didn't we do this 20 years ago? This yeah. this is nice. They're, oh, they've, they've dabbled. Yeah. yeah. They've, they've, like when uh, they did the Thelma and Louise episode and they're yeah. chasing after. And the Pin Pals yeah. and the B-Sharps. Yeah. No, they've all had things groups. Where, yeah, yeah. they've been like, but yeah, this is an episode sort of focused on them being friends and like, that's kind of what I wanted to mm. see here. I think it's like a trite thing of like, yeah, a person having a friendship while they're lording over, you know, yeah. uh, a thing over them, you know, you have to be my friend or else you go to prison. But like, I think it could work with these two and I just, yeah, wish they had a lot more faith in their story and a lot less faith in the whole making a video thing because... Mm. Is this a thing? I am not sure. Well, actually, with comic book, because it's implied at the start that comic book guy has, like, you know, the hot cheerleader girlfriend and, like, blue smoke in Homer's face at this car. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe there could have been a thing with that. Like, that, yeah, they did know each other from all this time ago and uh, there was resentment there. Perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, we're here. Does anyone have any other notes about this episode they want to mention before we move on to the rankings? I do like the line of, uh, let's just add this to the list of things we don't tell your mother about. Also, the fact that there's a list. Yeah, not a I bad I got a chuckle out of that. Uh, also- I actually got a chuckle out of the line, his favorite thing is Star Wars, and he hates Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. That's how negative he is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I had a real problem with how they kind of phrase the main problem, because, you know, comic book guy initially says, you know, finds out about the comic book, he says, I'll sue you for this, and walks off, and then Rigam arrests Homer. But it's like, you don't get arrested for being sued. Yeah. What it should have said is, I'm pressing charges for the Grand Theft Auto. That's the line they should have used because it's just clearer then for the rest of it. Because the rest of the... I was there going, but why is he facing jail time? He's being sued. You can't be put in prison for being sued. It's like, no, no, it's not about the suing. It's about the Grand Theft Auto. It's like, that's the charge. <laughs> it's just a little small tweak to make that just clearer. Uh, one of the things that upset me in a similar way but different was the... I don't know why, but 
IRL like footage in Simpsons yeah, is still weird. Oh, weird. I hated this. And when bit. they go, oh, uh, let's look at a video of ducks eating watermelon, and then it cuts to Homer also eating watermelon on yeah. Lisa's bed. Why mm. are we doing this? Mm. Like, like the ducks eat fine, whatever. South Park can get away with it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But the, yeah, there's always something weird about live action in Simpsons, and yeah. Then having Homer copy it, I don't know. Oh, um, that? I hate when Lisa shouts, epilogue, no, it's still plot, plot. Yeah, mm. but at least they got the, you know, designation correct. Uh, I did kind of like when they're trying to make the video and they go to Skinner and he just goes, Homer Simpson, he has two kids who go here. That's all I'm comfortable saying. Mm. Yeah. Just, you know, a bit of an anti-climax. I like that. Um, we got a little cameo from the disenchantment trio. We do. Oh, shit. Do you, either of you guys like disenchantment? Uh, I've watched. God, I can't remember how many seasons it is. <laughs> One less than the maximum. Yeah. Uh, and it's a really good example of what gets made when you don't have to try. Yeah. <laughs> like there's the the core of it is fine. It just needs to be tightened up by people who don't know they're gonna have as many seasons as they pay for. Like they can do whatever they want because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Did you ever check it out, Marty? Or no, no. <laughs> I was going to ask you to repeat the stuff about the things. Yeah. <laughs> the, the things? things? <laughs> uh, I don't know what that is. Oh, you don't know what Disenchantment no. is? Oh, it's the show Matt Groening and like a lot of Simpsons and Futurama alum. Oh, uh, made for I saw the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it has a promising start, actually. I've got to say, those first three episodes are pretty yeah, good. And like, there are some parts of it that really do shine, but a lot of the episodes just run longer than they need to. And if they had that constraint of, no, you have 23 minutes to make the audience laugh or you're going off to air next season, that pressure would cause them to work harder. But because it's Matt Groening and he doesn't have to care and none of the other writers really have to care about it, it's just like, oh, we'll do whatever. It'll be fine. Yeah. And it's just got that air of half effort to it. And yeah, my last note is uh, they do that annoying fucking fourth act coda to the episode where... Yeah, Bart escapes Skinner by doing his own video, but leaves us his laptop yeah, there. Yeah, that the was process. my pr- The joke I was okay with that, you know, Skinner lo- watches the video, then looks and goes, What did you expect to get out of detention for this? And Bart's already run away. I'm like, Yeah, okay, that's fair. But then, yeah, the idea he's going to have to come back for his laptop. If they just card cut then, it, I wouldn't have had time to think about, well, he's got to come back for his laptop. Yeah. But, uh, oh, well, they just let it run for a bit too long. Uh, I had another note. No, no, that was just about thing we already talked about where. It's about wisp, you know. Homer's all like, "How much could an old comic book cost?" And then Bart w- walks up to him and starts whispering something. A, the fact that the cost of the comic book is never a feature makes this pointless. And B, this is literally neither showing nor telling. Yeah, it's literally nothing. I think I need, think I need to just point at it again and say, "Do not do that." Mm. All right. Well, it is time to rank this thing. But first, mm. Marty, we've asked you a lot of questions today. What comes next is the most important question we ask, BT. Yes. All right. So our final question we like to ask all our new guests is, if you could have a sandwich named after you, what would be on that sandwich? If I'm going into a, a cafe, I'm sitting down, I'm ordering the Marty, what am I getting? This is a very, this is a, this is a very Curb Your Enthusiasm question. Yeah. It's, it's a lot to spring <laughs> on people. We know that. Well, if it's going to be the type of sandwich I'm going to have... The sandwich will have. I like egg on a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. I like a bit of good, like a boiled egg sliced. Up. I was going to ask, how, how do you want your eggs done? <laughs> yeah, like a boiled egg sliced up, avocado, beetroot, alfalfa sprouts, and maybe like a bit of sriracha sauce. Yeah, wholesome yeah. bit of pep. Some type of like cheese above above tasty. 
Yeah. It could be Swiss, it could be Jarlsberg, something some, something with some bite. Yeah. It's gonna that's a pretty dense sandwich, but I think that's what I if I go to like a sandwich mm. place where they've got all the ingredients there. I, I really love corn, but it doesn't stay on a sandwich. It yeah. just falls <laughs> off. It's an issue. So yeah, that's that's my that's the nice. Mar- that's the Marty. Nice. Second one to pick up that it's a slight tribute to curb this question as well. Uh, Amelia Navasquez, I think it was, tried to order the Larry David as well, but was like, oh, wait, no, if it, that sandwich would actually legit be disgusting. So, yeah. Well, I suppose I've got to specify that it's the Marty Bright, not the, not the Marty Funkhauser. <laughs> Don't want to get mixed up. Mm. Larry! <laughs> I swear I watched that clip of him telling Jerry Seinfeld the fucking oh, so good. The joke. You're my you're my best friend, Larry. <laughs> best friend, really? <laughs> Your cut's in the sink. Um all right, well, it is time to rank this thing. So on the Simpsons index, we rank using a six point scale which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was just meh. You give it participant. But for the positive rankings, you got okay bronze, good silver, excellent gold, but for the best of the very best, the fucking excellent Simpsons episodes, the episodes which the Simpsons could not exi- exist without, you give Cubic Zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. I think I am going to land on a participant for this one. It's just mostly boring. I don't think it does anything so wrong that I'd call it a failure, but mm-hmm. definitely doesn't do anything so right I'd call it a bronze BT. Uh, yeah, I'm the same page. I'm going to mostly forget this one, even though I have problems with its fundamental core. Those are problems. They're not mistakes. It could have made it better, but you didn't, you know, break it in half by doing something incredibly stupid with its actual plotline. And I got a few chuckles out of this one. So yeah, it's it's mostly just going to slip out of my head. Uh, participant from me. And what you reckon, Marty? And the hardest part of my job, the cuts. <laughs> um, okay, uh, yeah, I'll go participant. Yeah. I have, a, I don't have as many reference points, mm. so I think if I watch a few, um, if someone puts some toothpicks in my eyeballs and <laughs> I get strapped to a chair and have made to watch more older episodes, then mm. I might have it might go up or down. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. participant seems seems appropriate. Yep. All right. Well, it's doing slightly better for the season 30 average, which is currently ranked as our worst season. Um, (laughs) But yeah, this will be another unanimous participant from season 30 joining uh, such episodes as uh, The Clown Stays in the Picture, where Mark Maron interviews Krusty the Clown (laughs) for like an entire episode. Yeah, that's aimed at 12 year olds. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) all those 12 year old WTF fans. Uh, Krusty the Clown, where he runs away and joins the circus. Working Mum, where Marge becomes a drag queen. Oh, yeah. Drag king or drag queen? Drag queen. Yeah, she gets mistaken for one because everyone thinks she's a man in drag. Uh, It's it's almost interesting. Now this I gotta see. (laughs) Yeah, it's a very lukewarm, like... Oh, RuPaul's Drag Race is popular. How can we cash in on yeah. this? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Bring so, in. Yeah, it's got some ideas. They don't quite come together from memory. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that about does it for the Simpsons Index for today. Marty, thank you so much for coming in and joining us tonight. You're very, very welcome. Thanks for having me in your comfy, comfy abode. <laughs> you can't see. He's uh, leaned back on the Simpsons Index Lazy Boy uh, mm. recliner. We should get one of those. Look at me. I'm a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Twirling his gun. Um. Uh, but uh, do you have anything to plug? Where can people find you and stuff mm. marty is bright is my instagram and hopefully uh in the future we'll have some more springfield trivia and sing-along events nice. happening otherwise that does you sound can, very cool yeah come and see me do some more stand-up comedy around town 
and Marty Bright. I'm also on YouTube and Facebook. It's a pretty unique name, Marty Bright Comedy, and I, my face normally pops up yep. unless there's another Marty Bright out there. <laughs> In which case, Highlander, there can be only one. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> probably him. Um, but yeah, also you uh, did a really good episode of uh, Community Notice Board earlier in the year as well. Um, oh, thanks. Talking about Ride. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Thanks. Yeah, that was that was really fun. The, yeah. the Community Notice Board is a fun podcast to be on and to listen to. No, I absolutely love those guys. Had them on uh, reviewing Marge versus the Monorail where <laughs> I got to do my own little Community Notice Board episode and tell them about the Sydney Monorail. So that was fun. Um, oh, nice. And uh, BT, what else? What are we doing? Well, if you go right now, right freaking now, do it to patreon.com slash sidequest studios. You can check out the blanket for everything that we do here at sidequest studios. And for as little as $5 a month, that's right. Only $5 a month. $5. You get access <laughs> to over, get this, 100 exclusive podcasts. We recently recorded our hundredth. You know, we got a whole variety of shows there made just for you. Wonderful patrons. Man, and in a hundred episodes of spruiking this podcast, no one's done the fucking five dollars get out of here bit. <laughs> fucking well done. I <laughs> uh, got these big chewy pretzels. And we will tell you, you have an ass that doesn't quit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, every week we're releasing a new bonus show over mm-hmm. there. Lots of Simpsons-focused content. Um, but the show that we're doing lately that, yeah, really excited and love doing at the moment is uh, Starring Springfield, mm-hmm. where we're reviewing movies that star the cast of The Simpsons. So, yeah, we've done ones like Maximum Overdrive, yep. The 98 Godzilla. Uh, Marty, can you think of any movies that star The Simpsons? Uh, yes. Along Came Polly. Oh. Really? Who's in that? Uh, Hank Azaria. Oh, oh tr- He oh. plays the French guy. Do you, are, oh. are, are, are you for Scuba? <laughs> that's that's a right, that's how that could be we could do that that's actually get, not a bad movie give some hot philip seymour yeah. hoffman's in that oh wow it's, he's really funny in it uh ben stiller's like an insurance yeah. uh yeah, ben stiller jennifer aniston and yeah. philip seymour hoffman there we uh, go. And, and hank azaria that's a cast yeah. but no we haven't reviewed that one yet mystery men oh yeah, we yeah. haven't reviewed that one yet that's that's, that's an obvious we haven't hit yet so yeah, one of the Patreon perks as well. If you sign up, you get to suggest what movies we do, uh, yeah. review and we haven't done either of those. Though. Yeah, you yeah. can make us review classics like that or total garbage. <laughs> we will have to watch it. So yeah, go check that out. Patreon.com slash Studios. But yeah, until then, that's it for me. And uh, th- yeah, thank you once again, Marty. Bye-bye. And thank you, PT. Ahoy, hoy. And I've been Elliot O'Neill. That's all the mustard in the house. Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can also check out our other shows like Pulp Fury Radio, our scripted fiction podcast which tells all original stories across a range of pulp genres, and Thrones of Game where we review Game of Thrones in reverse order. Links to those podcasts and more will be available in the show notes. Now there's no bonus scenes for this episode so we'll catch you next week.